הרלי מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שדרנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכנה אף הקדוש משבר ארצמה ובבחר לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחן נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן ופגם על שמחה נא נחמן נחמן ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן So today ברוך השם We start a very important conversation in Sichot Aran, one of the fundamental ones in this entire Sefer. Seif Kuf Pehe, as we're going to see, part one, and even, honestly, mostly part two, um, about certain practices that Rabbeinu uh, conducted uh, with his students, certain directives he gave to, to certain students, pieces of advice, things that we see that are very unique. So it started... Let's start, at, uh, let's start the conversation, Kuf Pehe. We're going to split it into two parts. So today will be the first part, and God willing, tomorrow the second one. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, let's see what Rabbi Natan and Rabbeinu have to say. V'amar Rabbeinu Zichonon Vachar, Rabbeinu said, Shehu yodea kol shorshen nishmat Yisrael. He knows the root of every single Jewish soul. Meaning, we think we know someone, right? But... The tzaddik, when he says he knows the, the soul of every single individual, Rabbeinu is saying that he knows the shorshen nishmot, he said he knows the root of every single soul. That means he knows where your soul comes from, he knows the remedies he needs to give you to repair a certain aspects of the soul because he sees the blemishes that have tainted the soul. The tzaddik knows how to repair. And by, by the only way he can know how to repair at this level is because he knows the root of every single neshama. Look at, look at the progress Rabbeinu made. In the beginning, Rabbeinu said, Rabbeinu said in the beginning that he knew them, he knew the root of every single soul, and how it's rooted within the Torah, the, the written Torah. And he, but he said, I still do not know them, um, and how these souls are rooted within the Torah, the oral Torah. After some time, Amar, he said, that he said that now he's already known and he merited to know the source of every single Jewish soul, the root of every single Jewish soul within the Torah within the oral Torah. So it comes to show us how much Rabban was going from level to level. Rabban was able and knew how to give rectifications to each and every individual according to the root of their soul. Rabbeinu gave certain practices to individuals that would repair them specifically. And we see how unique this was because already Rabbeinu gave certain practices to different stu- to stu- students and they were very different. For each and every person, uh, we know it was customary that on Erev Rosh Hashanah, Rabbeinu would give a, a little note with all the dates that that student should fast that year. Each and every student would walk into the room of Rabbeinu. Rabbeinu would meet with them for however long. And Rabbeinu would give them certain practices and a note of which days they should fast that year. And each and every person's days were different. Comes to show you that when Rabbeinu was giving and prescribing different remedies to each and every individual, they were unique to that person. Everything that Rabbeinu commanded and directed us to do. They weren't in the way of uh, Kabbalistic mysteries or... They weren't in the way, Rabbeinu didn't ask us to do kavanot, to, to do Kabbalistic meditations or to create unifications by meditating on certain names like the, like the Ariza spoke so much about. Rabbeinu didn't focus on this. All the practices 
that he commanded to those who were close to him, his followers, were actually things that people could act on. It wasn't just a, a meditative process of kavanot and yehudim or unifications of combining certain names in your mind of God. It wasn't like this. This was the way of the Arizal. Even the Barshem Tov uh, did this. But Rabenu, who knew all these secrets, he, wanted, he did something different. And Rabenu said, higher than this is the idea of the simple act, of acting in simplicity and performing the mitvot with simplicity, or doing the, 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 the divine service in simplicity. Rabenu said, when you come to me, there's no kavanot. There were times when people used to come to Rabenu, their stories were written down in Kochveor. Um, different stories of, uh, I forget, there was a butcher who uh, ended up coming to Rabenu um, using Kavanot. He, used a, he meditated on a certain divine name, the name of God, and he ended up traveling hundreds of miles to end up before Rabenu in one second. When Rabenu saw him, he said, to come to me, do not do Kavanot. And he said, for Rosh Hashanah, I want you to travel to me, not using one Kavanah. And the man spent weeks traveling later that year on Rosh Hashanah to get to Rabenu. Rabenu was very happy. Because for Rabenu, the main thing is the act. The main thing is the, the, uh, the hard work. Um, so there were many things that we cannot understand uh, about this stuff. Uh, things that are very deep. Of course, the Arizal, he, he knew what he was doing with all these Kamarot and these Yehudim. But Rabenu said, now we're, we need something a little bit different. So of course, those people who still do Kamarot and Yehudim. But Rabenu... Uh, said this is not the main avodah. The main thing is the simple uvdot, the simple acts of divine service that we need to re- refine ourselves with. To go to the mikveh in simplicity, do hit bodedut, wake up chatzot, etc., etc., all the other acts and uh, directives Rabbeinu gives us. And not to, to stay just in the aspect of thought and uh, meditation uh, within the mind specifically. That's why Rabbeinu so much focuses on the idea of hit bodedut, of speaking the words, not just meditating in your mind. That's one level. Rabbeinu says the main thing is to speak the words because it's an act that we require. And of course, there's much more to this. I'm just giving a certain piece. And there's many stories about uh, Kavanot and certain things that the students used to do that Rabbeinu told them not to and things that were, that were very deep. Uh, Rabbeinu once commanded... Um, Sorry, Rabbeinu commanded someone in the beginning to fast at certain intervals. And he told the students, do not fast at all on your own directive, only fast on the days that I tell you. Sometimes he commanded one of his students to fast from Shabbat to Shabbat on a certain week. And then he commanded to another student perhaps. To other, to other people that they should stay awake one night during the week entirely, stay up 24 hours, and that they should abstain from eating animal products um, for, for 24 hours for a certain time. Rabbeinu decided how much time they should uh, abstain from eating these animal products, but of course Rabbeinu gives certain directives that are very unique to certain people. And I believe that uh, the animal products and the idea of staying up once um, uh, um, once a week for 24 hours, um, a, a very special week or something like this. I think Rabbeinu told us to Rabinatan for both of these things. Um, Rabinat, I think he, I believe Rabbeinu told Rabinatan that two times in his life he needs to stay up all night, or two. Sorry, for uh, that on uh, what do you call? 
yeah, I believe not all night, but on two consecutive nights. That uh, I believe he commanded Rabbi Natan to do this twice in a row, to stay up for 48 hours um, on two separate occasions in his lifetime. I believe uh, that's what Rabbeinu told him, if I'm not mistaken, or it could be 24 hours. I, I forget. But nonetheless, these are things that Rabbeinu commanded to each and every student according to their level and according to the root of their soul. To some students, Rabbeinu told them to fast on the eve of Rosh Chodesh, the day before Rosh Chodesh. To most of the students, the majority of them, Rabbeinu told them to be careful to go to the mikveh on the days where one doesn't recite the tachanun, these supplications. And he told this to many people, to several students. To some students, he commanded them to say 18 chapters of Mishnah every single day. He told Rabbi Natan to do this at one point. And many different practices that he commanded with regard to study. Rabbeinu gave certain um, practices and told uh, certain individuals to study in a certain way or study certain books. Study how much of a certain book. That he commanded one to study this thing and he commanded another to study another thing. Uh, when Rabbi Natan first came to Rabbeinu, Rabbeinu commanded him actually to study 18 prakim of Mishnayot every single day, 18 chapters of Mishnah. When Rabbi Natan was doing this, of course Mishnah is one of those uh, things that are more basic when it comes to Limud Torah, of the Torah Shabbat Peh, that uh, when things become, uh, what do you call it? When a person grows in, in Chochmah, they begin to study more Gemara and Kabbalah and stuff like this. The Mishnah is the basic, it's the foundation, it's what you study at the beginning of the Torah Shabbat Peh. And um, when, Rabbina, when Rabbeinu told Rabbi Natan to do this, Rabbi Natan accepted in simplicity. And when he went back home and, he saw his, and his father-in-law saw him, his father-in-law was a massive Tzadik Chacham. He was called Rabbi David Tzvi Agadol, a very, very big Tzadik. Rabbeinu said he was a Tzadik. Minaget, but a Tzadik. Um, and uh, he saw Rabbi Natan doing, saying Mishnayot. He said, my Natan who knows Shas, who knows all the, who knows, who knows Kabbalah, who knows all this, he's going back to Mishnayot, to read Mishnayot, who's this Rebbe, that's making you do this, and uh, when, uh, David Tzvi Agadol heard, Rabbi Natan doing 18 Mishnayot a day, he got angry and upset, that Rabbi Natan was drawing close to a Rebbe, that was telling him to do such simple things, things that were below his, his level, but yet, Rabbi Natan through his simplicity, and his, his uh, burning heart, to serve Hashem, he applied the advice of Rabbeinu. And that's how he attained what he attained. Simply because he, he didn't listen to those around him preventing him from drawing close to the tzaddik. Rabbi Natan wanted to draw close to Hashem and he felt it when he drew close to Rabbeinu. And this is something very special. This, and this is the way we should act. That we should apply the advice of Rabbeinu in simplicity without thinking we know better. Don't think for one second that you think you are at the level to do other things. So, of course, the directives that Rabbeinu gives to all of us, that means to wake up chatzot, to do Yid Bodedut for at least an hour a day, to, um, to study Shulchan Aruch, as we're going to see right now, actually, and other things. This was very important to apply, to be v'simcha, etc. And this was a main principle, an all-encompassing principle or practice that Rabbeinu told everyone to do. And which was that? To study halakha every single day. To study the Jewish code every single day. Even if you don't have a 
says that even if you have no time to study, a person should study at least one law of Shulchan Aruch every single day, just to snatch one law, if you have no time. This is a very important obligation. This is a, a crucial, crucial thing that each and every single Jew needs to do. This too, what we're going to discuss, was, uh, was a directive that Rabbeinu gave generally to each and every person. Rabbeinu made sure to tell every single person to do it every single day, to speak to Hashem every single day, to express oneself in conversation before God every single day, to beg Hashem for His mercy, for His supplications, so that Hashem gives us the merit to draw close to Him. Rabbeinu said that this conversation that you have with God should be the language you speak best. For them it was Yiddish. And we already spoke about this in the holy books as it's already been printed. And so too there were many other practices that Rabbeinu commanded to each and every person specifically. Because to each and every individual he gave certain um, uh, directives that were very different. Even within a certain person, the directives would change. In the beginning, he tell one, he tell this person to do these sort of practices. For example, one time Rabbeinu told someone to study eighteen prakim of Mishnah every single day. And then, um, within a certain time interval, Rabenu exempted him from studying these Mishnayot and he brought him to a new sort of study. And he said, Study this. Uh, this actually happened with Rabenu and Rabbi Natar. Rabenu told Rabbi Natar to study 18 Prakim and Mishnayot every single day. Then he told him on Shabbat Hanukkah to change to Shulchan Aruch, study Shulchan Aruch every single day. And then he told him, a couple months later, during the summer, to study Kabbalah, the writings of the Arizal and the Zohar Kadosh. So we see things were always changing. And that's because Rabbeinu sees the source of the soul, sees the root of every single person's neshama, and sees what they need in a certain time. And of course, this is always changing. And uh, this would happen, that during a certain time, Rabbeinu would command a different practice. And this is the way he conducted himself with his students, always. To one person, he would command the person to uh, say a certain verse every single day, to recite a certain verse. And then to another person, he would say to recite a certain Mishnah, etc., uh, etc. Et the, the variables are always changing. The main thing is this. That to each and every person, Rabbeinu gave very specific and unique practices to him. According to what this person needed to rectify because of his blemishes. According to the root of that person's soul. And of course, there were general principles that Rabbeinu gave to each and every one of his students as a whole. That everybody should follow this. And there were principles that were maybe to 
a, a group, but not to everyone. And then there were directives that were given to very unique people. Or more accurately, directives that were uh, unique directives that were given to individuals, meaning each and every individual received a directive that was unique to him, a practice that was unique to him, something that Rabbeinu told him to do just for him. Because Rabbeinu saw the root of the soul that needed that. So we see this constantly. And with regard to the concept of time, Rabbeinu sometimes gave practices to people to do for, the, for their entire life. For example, the importance of studying halakha. Rabbeinu said each and every person needs to do this every single day, all the days of his life. Rabbeinu said this explicitly, that a person needs to take upon himself the custom to do this every single day. Take upon himself this practice to, re- to study halakha every single day. And then there were other practices that were dependent on certain times. That during this time, during this season maybe, Rabbeinu said to do this practice. And in other periods, Rabbeinu would give other practices. So we see it was always changing. And we see there are things that Rabbeinu gave to each and every individual and to the whole that were very unique. And this only is a testament to the fact that Rabbeinu Mamash was at the level to see every single soul, the root of every single neshama, and to give them the advice that they needed to rectify uh, the inner parts of their soul that only he knew. So that's it for today. We'll continue and we'll finish off this Sikha God willing in the next podcast.